fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to FGGGBT. This is the show that takes your favorite fictional technology and makes it a reality. And we do that with the Brain Trust. I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. And next to me, physics phenom, Dr. Michael Denon. Hey, Dan. And next to him, the enigmatic engineer, Ben Seepser. How you doing, Ben? Good, thanks. So this is going to be very exciting today, guys. First of all, let's discuss something very important. Let's start with some ethics questions first. Okay. All right. What would you guys do if you could become invisible? What's the first thing you would do with invisibility? The first thing I would do with invisibility mm -hmm. is not be bothered. <laughs> just go I, up into the mountains. Just, and, well, I wouldn't have to go to the mountains. I could just sit like in my there's office. People around or work, you, though. But they wouldn't know I was there. They wouldn't bother me. They'd be okay. wondering where I was. Right. They'd be thinking, where is he? Okay. Right. You know, but I'd be just there relaxing and chilling. Sure. That's not yeah. bad. All right. I would go to the mountains and then we'd be 100% invisible. But you wouldn't need your cloak. That's true. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Ben, what, do you, what would you do? Maybe like sneak into a first class lounge at the airport. You know? <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. That's a good one. <laughs> So you could be in there all by yourself yeah. and then... Well, well that, no, just get past the, the desk. Right. And then... But can, go off into a corner and just enjoy it all. Yeah, and then like it. take it off and, you know, have your scotch and... Right. And yeah. snacks. Right. And enjoy your time. But then you'd be like the invisible man because that's kind of... You're kind of in public. So you, there'd be like a glass of scotch, you know. Blah, no, no, blah, no blah. like sneak into the first class bathroom, take it off there. Yeah. And then just enjoy yourself in the lounge yeah, without getting in, carded. Check. I got... I've never... See, I've never been to one. I don't yeah. know how this thing works. I've only been there once. Okay. That's not bad at all. Uh, you know, I don't know that I would do this, but I think this would be a great use of invisibility. Did you guys know Jerry Lewis, what he used to do was he would take a briefcase, I think this was on a Seinfeld episode, he'd take mm -hmm. a briefcase with a tape recorder in it so that when people left the meeting, he would know what people said about him. Right. So I think a good use would be to take that invisibility cloak like you did in the office and go around and see, well, what's the, what are people thinking about me? Or if it's a big deal, like what are other people thinking about the deal to gain an advantage from mm. that point? I don't know if that's like the best use of it, but I feel like that's the most practical use of it. Everything else, you start to get funny lines, you know what I mean? Yes. Well, so the truth is, we may be close to Invisibility Cloak. We may have these decisions to make in the very near future. Yeah. Uh, but I think first we have to define what does invisibility actually mean? I think that's, that's critical, Dan, because okay. let's face it, animals and people have had a form of invisibility for an incredibly long time. Mm -hmm. We just call it camouflage. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, where basically one idea of invisibility is to look the same as the background and area you're in so you're not noticed. Mm -hmm. um, people aren't, I think, satisfied with that as invisibility because it is background and location specific. Right. Um, so for animals, it works very well because they usually know where they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're trying to hide yourself from a predator, not a bad thing to do. Right. You know, right. if you're an insect that wants to look like a twig, if you're always hanging out on trees, that's a great way to camouflage sure. yourself. Right, right, right. For people, um, again, it works in the field. Snipers, great, mm -hmm. great choice for invisibility because you know where you're going to be and you're not going to move. Right. So that's, I think, an important starting point. And to really make it clear, I think we're going beyond that. We, right. we, we, we want to talk about more than just your standard camouflage. Right. But what you're essentially saying is we're creating the optical illusion that is you are not there or the creature is exactly. not there. Right. Yeah. But I mean, because invisibility means 
the ability to not be seen. Right. But as you mentioned, you know, we're going to get into some other things. Not only we see invisible light, a lot of animals see invisible light, right. but some see infrared, some see yeah. ultraviolet. Yeah. You know, what what is visibility? I think that that's very key and crucial to yeah. this. I think what we're talking about, what I want to get to today. Here's our here's our goal, guys. Okay. We don't normally set these, but let's set a goal. Harry Ooh, Potter asks. A lot of pressure. It is, I know, but we're going to have an ending point, and we've got a starting point. Uh, so I think the key is Harry Potter-esque invisibility cloak, right. where you kind of let, or even UFO kind of technology, the cloaking idea of like okay, a ship, advice, you know, yeah. even we can go as big as a ship. Yeah. The ability for it to be, you know, kind of like in They Live, where you had to see him with special glasses, right? right. Great, great episode. Or transparent. Did, by the way. Yeah, or, or transparent. Uh, right, from, from, from uh, the boys. From the boys. Yeah, that's what we're going for right now. I think that that's the key. Um, I think camouflage is a good starting point. I, I do think there's two two important points that we'll get to, mm -hmm. but I would also like to make a distinction between what I would call passive invisibility and active invisibility. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. So passive invisibility is you simply manipulate the the light in the environment around you. Mm -hmm. So we see things because light reflects off of them. Right. So passive invisibility is just changing the properties of surfaces so the light behaves differently. Okay. Active invisibility involves actually projecting things from your surface out into the world in an active way. Huh. I would okay. like that as a concept as we go into this, Dan. Is that okay? Am I allowed uh, to no, put that on the table? That's yeah. great. I'm going to ask you questions yes. because the first thing I want to say is, you know, what to be invisible, let's, let's start with visible light, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I think mm -hmm. that's probably our wheelhouse here. Yeah. What we're trying to do is to bend light around an object so that it doesn't reflect off it, exactly. like you're saying. So that would right. be the passive version. That would be a passive. So there is um, a group of scientists at the University of Rochester who actually created, using optical lenses, uh, a way to bend light using optics, you know, kind of like an analog, yeah. it's not really analog, but, but you know what I mean, like uh, uh, hardware to, right. to create an invisible section. The brilliant part is, through this series of lenses, the item in the middle is invisible, but the background shifts, right. so you can still see the background. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. And actually, I'm going to put in a plug. At UCI, you know, we both have mathematicians and material scientists who, and I have to admit, the first materials were more like at UC Berkeley, but we don't have to mention that. Okay, um, right. But the mathematicians, you, you can actually make materials that inherently bend light this way. And it's basically taking your fiber optics and going to the next level. Okay. So if you're familiar with optical fibers or fiber optics, those are the kid toys that glow out the end and everything. Sure. They have other real-world applications. They have other real-world applications, yeah. but I think most, the common experience it's of a most child's people toy. is the child's sure. toy. Fair enough. But, you design the material so that the light never leaves it, right? It keeps moving. No matter how much you bend your fiber optic, the light just keeps bouncing around inside. That's like the first step towards invisibility because you're manipulating light to do what you want. Mm -hmm. The next step is to make what we call metamaterials where you design these variations in the index of refraction, which is what determines how fast light goes so that it bends around the object coded in this material. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Is, is math checkout bad? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting kinds of shapes of usually now plastics, but also glass, where you can manipulate light and and get it around. What's really I think interesting about this kind of stuff is not just bending the light, but bending it from multiple perspectives. Because hmm. one of the big issues is it's you can think of it being pretty easy to bend light around one from one direction, like if if, if you want to make your hand invisible, like here, um, and you're only there, 
it's kind of easy to have the light go oh, like see. that. But yeah. if you're over here, now this hand also has to project this angle right. or that angle or this angle. And having something that can capture the light and bend it from all directions into all directions is, is a much more complicated problem. Yes, but that's where the passive works better. And, exactly. Because yeah. if you actually have a coating yes. that no matter what curves light through the coating, kind of like your fiber optic, that basically the coating, no matter where the light comes in, the coating catches the light, bends it through the coating and sends mm. it out. Yeah. You, you no longer have to worry about angles. You've taken care of this passively. Yeah. Right. Which is why ultimately I think thin coatings are the way to do it. The challenge then is not the angle. Right. The challenge then is the wavelength. You've already referred hmm. to this. Yeah. I, yeah, I did. Right, where you have infrared, you have ultraviolet. Visible is not one wavelength. We have right, multiple right. colors, red, blue, yeah. green, and all these. Roy G. Biv. Roy Helps G. Biv. Remember those, yeah. Most of these coatings or metamaterials work in narrow ranges of wavelengths. Hmm. And so I like to tell my students as they invent their invisibility cloak, right. they can only hide in blue or red light. They, they have to choose <laughs> right. which it's going to be. So it's less of an invisibility cloak and more of a color filter cloak. Yeah. <laughs> is that really, that? so that would be That would really be is the technology That's, challenge at yeah. the moment. We can make ceramic materials that get you invisible in all sorts of wavelengths, but only in those wavelengths. Well, I like that you, used, you talked about metamaterials, because I got a couple things on metamaterials. I'm going to use, I think you already said this, but positive refractive index. That's what. Yeah. So essentially, what that means is it's kind of when you stick your hand in water, how your hand looks super big because the light is reflecting right. at different angles. Uh, it's really interesting because when you start playing with that, when you're talking about metamaterials, you're talking about the things that you know, only humans can come up with. But I got some news for you guys. We got this thing called AI. So what people have done is they've harnessed AI to create metamaterials. And they're actually, in South Korea, they're scientists that are using AI to create metamaterials specifically designed to create an invisibility cloak. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, things that will, to do what you're saying, which will make other things invisible. It's true. Now, here, here's the, I have a couple of, the one other challenge, though, the passive one, mm -hmm. which I'm curious to see what the engineering design would be to fix it. So I'll throw yeah. out the challenge, and then Ben can comment on this. Okay. For sure. If I'm bending light around me, mm -hmm. and this is the problem with Harry Potter's cloak, you see it. Mm -hmm. He can see out of it. How is that possible? Because if it works by bending the light around you, mm -hmm. no light gets into your eyes for you to see. Okay. Right. So that to me is that's a really great that's, that's a that's chicken a, or the egg kind it's of that's a difference. Yeah. One it's, hand it's clapping one, in the forest. Exactly. Kind of thing. It's one thing to design something to make objects invisible. And if I want to make my hand invisible, that's cool because my hand doesn't need to see anything. <laughs> right. right. But if I want to make all of me invisible, yeah. I presumably still want to see. Now, Dan, you in your example really just wanted to listen to what people were saying. So you really right, didn't right. need to see. Not really. So for you, the invisibility cloak's gonna work. Doesn't you can matter. still hear what they're saying about you. Yeah. You just won't know who it is unless right. you recognize their voice. Right. <laughs> yeah, for me but, it's a problem because I'll bump into the desk because I sneak into the first exactly. class. Exactly. Right. Right. So I don't know if there's an engineering solution to this problem. Yeah. Physically it's tough. Huh. It, 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 this is this is actually yeah, this is one of the big problems. Because if you if you steal even a little bit of that light for yourself so that you can see, then there'll be shadows. You, you'll you'll create a shadow or just a dark spot. One thing I was thinking about when I was going through this is, is some way of doing this through with metamaterials, but also amplifying metamaterials. So, so now you're talking about an active system right. where, but it could still be this passive metamaterial, but now you've somehow put an optical amplifier in the route. 
an optical amplifier in a metamaterial. This yeah. is really So it now becomes an electronic thing. You're so gonna need like translations and definitions. Yeah, I know. We're gonna need subtitles for this one. Holy yet. cow, yeah. So, so basically the idea is, so a camera and a projector are an optical amplifier. Okay. So you take a picture and then you can make it brighter or darker. Through. Sure. So you need yeah, okay. something similar in your invisibility cloak where it's okay for you to steal a little bit of that light so that you can then route all of, so the, and then you can feed it, steal some of it for your eyes, but then replace it with this amplifier as it goes oh. around your body. So autocorrect. <laughs> See, yeah. I was thinking, is this, is this bizarre? Because it can still be noticed, but I was going back to my fiber optic idea and having yeah. my little fiber optic on the floor mm -hmm. attached to a camera looking around. So there'd be one little bright dot on the floor and the rest of me is invisible. Yeah, and then I would just hope no one would notice Yeah, it. you could do like a periscope <laughs> That's a great thing idea. too. Yeah. I mean, we do know when, he, when we see in the movie when Harry Potter's in the cloak, it's kind of darker and sparkly. Yeah, it sparkly. is a lot darker, so, so that was at least... So there's something kind of right there yeah. that you're not going to get the, exper the full experience of all the light you would normally get, yeah. which would be good, too, because you won't get a sunburn while you're wearing this thing. <laughs> That's great. Multiple uses. <laughs> well, so uh, here's a, here may, this might be a dumb question. Okay. There's no dumb question. There are dumb questions. I'm about to introduce you okay. to one. So you were talking about how if you had this metamaterial that would essentially channel light over the surface, yeah. which mm -hmm. would then direct it almost like a river. You're directing the flow of, right. of light somewhere else. Yeah. Could you somehow use that light to make a picture on the surface that you could, as you're looking out, see that? Or does that make sense? So that's not so, reflecting right. off, but you're getting, you're seeing the light. You're so, the idea is you would always see the light that came in from a certain angle. You, you want to design your material carefully so that it, 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 the light always goes 180 degrees yeah. through the system. Okay. Right? So right, you right, would right, always right. see what's exactly behind me. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes, right. Okay. If, if yeah. it projects it all into, into the inside, you'll get that shadow because that's yeah. light loss. Right, okay. but, but and you that's want, the problem. But if you if if the material is designed as a reflective coating, so that when the light gets absorbed, it automatically comes out 180 degrees away. Right. Then you always see behind the thing. I see. That's okay. what's cool about it, and that works from any angle. Well, so you mentioned cameras. I did mention cameras. There is this. I don't like the buzz market, but I saw this. Yeah. I don't like, and I also don't like really like to watch commercials. But I saw this really interesting car commercial. It's for a Chevy. Mm -hmm. What they've done is they, if it's for a truck, and a lot of trucks haul like big trailers, or whatever. Right. And it's really hard to mm -hmm. see if you've ever driven behind one, or if you've ever driven one. It's impossible to see behind them. It's difficult. Yeah. They've created a system where they can make the trailer invisible. You push a button, and the trailer disappears. So if you're driving, you can see right through the trailer. Hmm. This is amazing. No, it's it is. really cool technology and I read up on how they did it it's basically like a 15 camera system yeah so what they're doing is they're filming it from 15 different angles and then what you what you're seeing is just everything around it yeah but yeah. what a great idea could this somehow be used in cloaking yeah so so the electronic solutions are fascinating because there's lots of great things we can do with like VR and AR mm -hmm. where we take a lot of camera angles and reconstruct the world as if you weren't there right and, and reproject it personally to you. Right. The, the problem... We're like holodeck territory yeah, now. Kind yeah, of, in a Overlap. way, yeah. But what's, what, what's interesting about it is that it, it requires processing power for every single person who's looking at this thing. It yeah. only works as... Every time you project that image, it, it's for a specific angle. So it's individualized. Okay. Yeah, and so to make it work for a lot of people, you either need to have a very powerful system that can project into a lot of different people's eyes, or 
you just have to say, eh, whatever, it only works for, for me, and I can make things invisible, but that's it. Yeah, and, and <clears> be, being a little more specific, it works in a particular direction. Right, direct, yeah. Right, so hmm. you, you can fool three people if they're all standing really close like we are. Yeah. Right, right. But, right. You know, <laughs> but, I mean, it, but if they spread out, one of them will see you. And we're pretty difficult to fool, but under, under those conditions. Under those conditions. Yeah. Right. But I, I do wonder if like the spaceship cloaking device Mm. makes more sense as a projection system huh, because yeah, right. the background you're trying to project yeah it's a little more subtle a little more uniform mm -hmm. well, you know it's perfectly uniform it's perfectly right? well, well except know, for the stars the stars are slightly different you'd have to look really closely to notice that the wrong stars yeah. were being projected right yeah right and it's a little easier this is why i i like um the cloaking for the hover I just totally drew a blank on the Avengers hover, blah, blah, blah. The helicarrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah helicarrier. Yeah. So the helicarriers right. are an interesting example of this. Yeah. <laughs> because they're cloaking, really all you're trying to do is map the sky from above to below. Right. right. So when they turn it on again, you're less worried about different angles and views because you're high enough up that everyone you're hiding from is yeah. essentially at the same angle because of how far away they are. Huh. And really all you're trying to do is show blue sky. Yeah, right. which is pretty uniform. Well, it'd be, so. it's very easy as long as the sky's clear. Right. Yeah. There's when a lot. It gets, when it gets cloudy, cloudy it's, it's going to be tough. Cloudies can be very unique. You can, you know, people see all kinds of things in clouds. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But match perfectly. And what I like about the helicarrier example versus the spaceship example is the helicarrier is hot. Right. And y you can probably hide that to some degree against the atmosphere, which is also at least warm. Right. The problem with cloaking devices in space is space is cold. Yeah. And hiding the the thermal version of a space is practically impossible. I don't I can't think of any way to hide the fact that your spaceship is 300 degrees Kelvin and the right. background is 6. Like right. there's really no way to fool the thermal yeah. in that situation. And that goes to your invisibility cloak you know, the passive one, like I said, it's, it's focusing light around you in a particular wavelength. It's not actually hiding your heat signature either. Now, again, you're, yeah. if you're wandering around here, you know, there's other hot stuff around and backgrounds and things. But sure. if someone was looking at you, depending what type of infrared goggles they were using, whether it's one, you know, mm, yeah. your heat signature could show up. Right. Well, I got a solution for that, guys. Okay. okay. So recently, there was this, uh, this company called Hyperstealth Biotechnology. They created a material. So it's inexpensive. It's extraordinarily thin. It's, it's bendable. It's not cloak bendable. Okay, it's yeah. like hard plastic bendable. Right. Um, but it is no power source. It works in any environment, day or night. It hides your ultraviolet, your visible light, uh, infrared, and all the things in mm -hmm. between. Now, it's not perfect invisibility, yeah. but it is really, it's, really It's really close. good. It's really good. Yeah. And this company actually, they filed four patents. They have a display system, so you can actually project things on it. So you could, through some of the things we're talking about with yeah. cameras, with this material, create the environment with cameras. So even though the material itself, when you're behind it, will block it, but in conjunction with others, with projection system, you could even take this a step further. Yeah. Um, and and produce like a, a hologram. I will say the one that downside of this company is that they're they have this highly advanced material. Their website 
is incredibly primitive. I swear <laughs> it's, it was formerly an angelfire.com <laughs> site. It was really, really primitive. But this material is the real deal. Well, they're busy being engineers, I suppose. Not, <laughs> not webmasters. Right. Hire a webmaster, yeah. for God's sakes. I mean, they're trying to sell this to, like, you know, yeah. high-end military. I mean, yeah. look, look good is what I'm saying. What, what's interesting about that is I saw, I saw the videos of this, and what, was re what really stood out to me is that it didn't work if you were really close to it. Like, mm -hmm. so it's still, it, it's not, the, the angles it's bending the light at, it needs room to do that. So it was really interesting. Um, and like the meta materials we were talking about, I think it just needs more research and you'll be able to get to that point. Well, mm -hmm. that, that's actually a really important physics point. If you think, one of the classic things I like to think about when you talk invisibility is simply a rock in water that a wave goes past it. Because mm -hmm. it helps you imagine what the different scenarios and possibilities are. Right. Because even just a regular wave, when it hits the rock, will bend around it. Mm -hmm. But there'll be a shadow behind it, depending on how big the waves are. Makes sense. They yeah. go downstream and they eventually come together. There's often a little interference when they first meet, yeah. and then it smooths out again. So no matter what you're doing to bend light around you, mm -hmm. thin coating materials or things like yeah. that, there will be what we call near-field effects. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like what's happening close to the surface will matter. Mm -hmm. And so, depending how good you are, those effects will be farther or closer away to the person. Yeah. Um, so there's a very classic in one of these Star Trek movies where mm -hmm. they detect the cloaking device by looking at some of these minor signatures right. um, of interference effects. Yeah. I will say that is an incredible visual, by the way. I just want to give you yeah. props on that. That is okay. just a phenomenal visual. Yeah. I saw that right in my head. The, Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. The other thing to think about also is no matter what, the light is taking a longer path to your yeah. eye than the, it was in the background. So any fast motion or in the background will to some degree be detectable because right. there will be a stutter and there's really no way to fix that. Like, mm. you can never get around the yeah. fact. Now, except to a human, lights really fast. So except lights really fast. So, so to a human eye, you'll yeah. probably, you can probably make it so you won't notice it. But it's to, like Roadrunner fast. It's really yeah. fast. Yeah. Lights very quick. Yeah, lights very, yeah. Fast. very fast. Barely faster than the Roadrunner. Right, right. <laughs> but fast. But fast. Still fast. Yeah. yeah, it's not, yeah. Lights no slouch. But certainly computers would be able to detect. Mm -hmm. Fast cameras would be able to detect that sort of thing. Right. I mean, it's incredible stuff. I mean, this now while this hyper, I don't know what the actual name of this material is from mm -hmm. Hyperstealth, but the thing I like about it is it's a first step. It checks a lot of boxes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it does. And from the military perspective, if you're trying to be invisible, all you need is a couple seconds, yeah, right? If you're right. trying to ambush somebody or surprise, this gives you that, and it's very close to what we're yeah. to look at. And it's also potentially really useful for like stationary stuff, where like if you're trying to hide like a bunker or a. Mm. Or right, like right. a warehouse where you're... They did it with a tank. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot tougher to hide something that's moving, but to hide something that's stationary when you can set up these materials in exactly the right positions, mm -hmm. then you know, now, you're, now you're doing something really powerful. Right. Well, and the thing, your, your uh, example with the temperature of a spacecraft against yeah. the sky, I don't know what the amount... I don't know, if it, I don't know how it works, but if the temperature is that different, could material like this hide that? Is the temperature difference what matters? So, or? so that's actually a really good question. And Thank I you, don't man. know enough about it. <laughs> uh, they had a, th some thermal images that I saw in their video where they were hiding from a thermal camera as well mm -hmm. as a, but it didn't look like there was detail in the thermal side. It looked kind of just like it was the background. So I, I would be curious if it can bend, like we were talking about earlier, where thermal is a different wavelength than everything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to, so if you have a uniform background and your material 
has a similar level of thermal absorption and emission to, so taking in thermal energy and releasing thermal energy, if it does that at the same level as the materials it's around, so like if your plastic does the same thermal stuff as like drywall does, then that big sheet will look like drywall and thermal. Right, right. But if you, but if, so that's great, but then if you're outside now, it might not like look what like the sky looks like or what a tree looks like. So it gets very tricky in that regard because mm. all these materials have different levels of thermal um, absorption and emission. Well, yeah, because I was wondering if, because with a FLIR camera, which is a typical yeah. like infrared yeah, camera, the company, yeah. um, if you, you can adjust it based on degrees, so you can, mm -hmm. you know, so, so what they're using maybe with that, if they had the degrees down where it's, you know, one, two, three, or big chunks, yeah. different than, you know, large yeah, 100 it, degrees. It, yeah, those thermal cameras can get very, very sensitive. So mm -hmm. to, you can certainly dial it in where you amplify, where, you know, everything above like 90 degrees is off the chart and everything below 80 degrees is off the chart. And then yeah. you can really zero in on that gradient that that material right. is just a little different than the wall. And you'll right. see it pretty brightly if you do that yeah, amplification. But I think one of the cool things about it is in, I don't know, I would argue that in the infrared where you're measuring temperature, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, a wider range of things. But I would say even our drywall isn't uniform enough. Right. Oh yeah. So so even if you got really sensitive, you might just say, well, there's a hot spot on the drywall. It, 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 what would be cool is if I was doing it. This is where camouflage comes back to it. Mm -hmm. I would make sure it was a different temperature than a human, and not perfectly uniform. Okay. Because if you try and zoom in on it, if it's perfectly uniform, you see a human-shaped bright spot. Okay. Yeah. Right. But if you speckle the heat pattern that the cloak generates, that the material generates, uh -huh. you would just see some bright speckle random pattern that would hopefully smoothly blend into whatever random speckle patterns in the wall. I see. So you're using camouflage at the, in that level to Camouflage hide. plus invisibility. You're changing your infrared signature. Yeah. So yeah. that's the invisibility piece. Yeah. And then the camouflage piece is what you're creating is one that would blend in better with the background. Wow. When you don't know what it yeah. is. That's how I would go about it. Next level stuff. And also, like if you're not too worried about, if you're, if you're going to wear this for a little while, or if it's cold out, you could also use some like internally reflective materials yeah. that keep the heat in, mm. um, like a jacket internally or something. <laughs> so a jacket's an internally <laughs> reflective yeah. material. There is a oh, lot of big words you're learning <laughs> yeah, in this episode. Cow, that's yeah. Well, good. you might not want to use a, a jacket because that'd or, be puffy or that and, phrase. and yeah. make a lot of noise. <laughs> but you could, you can imagine like those um, metal space blankets you see that like runners yeah. put on after a, um, a marathon or whatever when mm. it's cold and they're not running anymore. They're, they're, they're ter terrestrial uh, yeah. human uh, <laughs> holders. <laughs> but you terrestrial can, you, human holders. holders. Yeah. I like that. But you can imagine using those kinds of uh, reflective blanket, heat reflective blankets as an inner lining for this material. Mm -hmm. yeah, and that yeah. would keep mm. your thermal signature from um, kind of getting out, at least for a while, until yeah. the whole thing heats up and then right. it, you become a bright spot. But. I mean, it's there's a lot of pieces here that, we, that I think yes. when you put them together, uh, I think this is really close. It's really close. I think the interesting thing you pointed out is even this material, the challenge will always be from the cloak side getting it the flexibility we would like in a cloak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. There's all because most of the meta materials are just much more 
ceramic, plastic, stiff, stiffy, yeah. stiff based. Right. But you know what? They're stiff based. They're stiff based. Sure. It's, sure. it's stiff based. Term. <laughs> stiff based, based internally <laughs> reflective materials. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I, you know, we talked about this before uh, in, a, in a previous episode, but I would love to see, you know, you mentioned that anything's biologically possible once we figure it out physically. Right. I would love to see what the how biology would tackle invisibility. Next step from camouflage, so that we could talk about the invisible man or transparent. That's next level stuff. It is. Yeah. Though it's interesting. I wonder if there aren't animals out there. In we know it's a metamaterial issue. Mm -hmm. So if you think of feathers and scales and various other animals, there may be a level of invisibility in the world, in the biological world, that we're not totally familiar with yet. Because we haven't yeah. seen them. Because they're invisible. Because they're invisible. And actually, um, Transparent specifically talks about how his, his skin becomes like some sort of diamond metamaterial. Yes. Right, and, right. and it bends the light. So it's, yeah. it's kind of already there. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, they got that kind of right. Might be right. Well, that might okay. be a future episode, I it think. It could be. I'd yeah. love to see where it goes. So if you want to hear more, if you want to learn more, if you want to tell us what you would do with an invisibility clothes, you can get in touch with us. There's several different ways. You guys have heard of social media, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very easy but to get in touch with That's the media that's social. Exactly. <laughs> um, ben, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on all the various networks at bseepser. That's B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Denon. I am at Denon Michael, mm -hmm. except for... Can I guess? You can guess. Facebook. Facebook, where I'm at Prof Denon Michael. Love it. I love that, by the yeah, way, because you are too. a prof, yep. and you are Denon Michael, <laughs> comma. Uh, so finding me, it's a little difficult, but I'm going to make it really easy for you. It is Analytical Mastermind on Facebook, Daniel J. Glenn on Twitter, and the Daniel J. Glenn on Instagram. Uh, this is great stuff. Uh, I want to be, this is the warning here. We're giving you all the information. Be very responsible with the technology we're giving to you. We don't want to create any more um, evil masterminds, only analytical masterminds. So thank you for watching. Be responsible. And until next time, thank you. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. If you like what you heard here and you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe to the show. We're on several of the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and of course, Spotify. Listen to us there. Subscribe. Never miss an episode. And if you want to check out the articles that we talked about, they're all on the website, ffgbt.com. That's ffgbt.com. You can find all the links to the social media that we also mentioned, and you can have conversations with us. Let us know what you want to hear, what you liked, what you didn't like, and if there's any kind of technology or their show, or if there's an episode you want us to tackle, send us a message. Let us know all about it. And you can find links to all the social media on the website. Again, that's ffgbt.com. And if you like this show, you might like everything that I do. Go to danieljglenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.